Hey, what's up? It's me, Chris Powell. And before we start the podcast, I got a question for you. Do you want to start a healthy habit? Do you want to feel great for the rest of the day? And do you want to do all of that in less than three minutes? I'm on a mission to move 1 million people every single day with my nonprofit and app called Move 1 Million. It's fast, easy, fun, and you'll feel great for the rest of the day. Oh, and the best part? It's 100% free. You can find us at m1m.org or search M1M on the Google Play Store or on the App Store. And he looks right at me and he says, Matthew, you are a transitional character in your lineage. And that is why I do what I do. Hi there, my name is Matthew Blades, podcast host and motivational speaker. And I love keynoting and putting on workshops to help people understand the value of self-care. Because there are people in this room that feel broken, but you're not. There is nothing wrong with you. Just like there was nothing wrong with me. I just needed to step into my life's purpose more. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Let's do this together. Head on over to learnfrompeoplewholivedit.com. Now, let's get to today's podcast. I've been opening up a lot about my mental health journey over the last few years. And one thing that actually was an eye-opening experience for me was when I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Mm. And for me, it was like, oh my gosh, this is what's been going on in my mind. This is why I've been ruminating. This is why one thought leads to another thought leads to another thought. And before I know it, I'm catastrophizing about everything falling apart in my life. I'm going to guess that you had a therapist help you work that out and you didn't achieve that goal on your own. 100%. In fact, it was the work that I did with a therapist that helped transform my thought process and put me on the path to recovery. Yeah, me too. I don't know how anybody could get out of it alone. In fact, I have a good friend that says we all need somebody to help us. You know, you can't heal without relationship. I yes. think it's one of the reasons we're so excited that BetterHelp is one of our main sponsors of the mm. I Needed That podcast. Uh, they're the largest therapy service. It's 100% online. And to get started, you just answer a couple of questions about your needs, your preferences in therapy, and then you can schedule sessions whenever it's convenient for you. And the cool thing about BetterHelp is, so you're not vibing with somebody right away, it's no big deal to just right. switch therapists. And you know what's really cool is that with BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality that you'd expect from in-office therapy, but you get a therapist who's custom-picked for you. So we're talking about more scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. All right, so what do you do next? Please go to our show notes and or go to betterhelp.com slash I needed that. That's betterhelp.com slash I needed that. You'll also find this link in the show notes of today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the I Needed That podcast. What are, you, what are you pointing at me for? We didn't make any mistakes yet, did we? Oh, my gosh, bro. You want to let him in? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, we just recorded like 30 minutes of this podcast, and then Matthew goes, oh, my gosh. He points down. We weren't recording anything, so this is round two of the I Needed That podcast. Hi, what's up, guys? I'm Chris Powell. I am Matthew Blades, and welcome to our professional podcast oh. called I Needed That. Yeah, oh. No mistakes here, man. No mistakes here. Oh, my God. That is so funny. And that is like the worst feeling as the guy whose only job it is is to record the podcast and edit it. <laughs> yes. It's not like I have another job description oh, on this thing, right? Like, buddy, that is the role. We make mistakes, and thank goodness it's so effortless. It's literally just it's yeah. a flowing conversation between us, so we'll call that a warm-up. However, I would like to know, since we're on this topic, do you have any good stories about doing this in the past? 
where like I forgot to record. Yes. I, 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 I oh my God, maybe. <laughs> I feel like there was a there was a moment where we were we were interviewing somebody. And I didn't get any of the interview on tape. Oh, my God. And we literally hung up with the person, and I had to turn to the entire room and say, guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we didn't get any of that recorded. Oh. And I remember it being kind of a bigger name, too. Maybe even like Kelly Clarkson. Oh, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was something like it was something like that. Daughtry. Was it Daughtry, maybe? Oh, man. And we did the 15-minute interview, and we got done, and I was like, you guys can't tell anybody. <laughs> don't, this never happened. Don't tell Daughtry. <laughs> just, so, uh, anyways, welcome to the podcast. Just, it's going to be a good one today. It is. It is going to be a good one. Let me tell you what we've got lined up. We're going to have a lot of fun with Name That Tune. We're going to talk about unpopular opinions. Uh, the most popular baby names of 2022 are out. I've also done some research on the most popular baby names the year you were born, the year I was born. Mm, and fun. you're going to take us on a deep dive today of dealing with fear. Where did this come from? Why do we want to do it? So, um, really good question. Recently, Cash has gotten, he's really gotten into jujitsu. Cash is your oldest son. Cash is my oldest son, yes. He's 11, and he's gotten into jujitsu, and he's doing these tournaments. And he came to me just the other day. He's wonderful about expressing his feelings. And he came to me and just said, Dad, I am really, really scared for the tournament coming up. Mm. And it, it's, and it started a, a beautiful conversation between us, and I'm, I'm excited to to kind of do a little bit of a deeper dive into that. Okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we, my son actually inspired a story that we're going to dive into today too. He's 16. He's driving now. He shares a car with my wife. And the other day, you know those really little like uh, tiny liquor bottles that you can buy at the grocery store. Oh yeah, I we found the top to one of those oh. in the back seat of the car. Oh boy! Wait, wait, Truman or Gordy? Gordy. Okay. And, and so, and how, old, how old is Gordy? Sixteen. Ooh. Which my math carry the one as five <laughs> years before he's allowed to even come close to that, right? So, anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I got questions for you about this too. We will jump into okay. it. It was honestly one of the most remarkable parenting moments, and I mean that from the standpoint of the bond of trust that we that we culminated. With that experience. That's huge. Yeah, it was huge. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to dive in there and, and kind of figure out how you guys navigated that. All right. So first up, let's talk baby names because everybody yes. loves this. 2022 is wrapped up. Now we have all the official stats in and we know what the top five girl and boy names were for the last year. Um, but let's start with yours and my names. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that yours and my names are probably close to the top of the list. <laughs> Every year, right? Yeah, I, I know mine was a super popular one back then. So the year you were born, the top three girl names okay. were Jessica, Melissa, and Jennifer. Who's basically everyone I went to elementary school with. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And then on the boy's side, look at you, Christopher. Was that number one? That's number three. Wow, okay. Jason, and okay. then Michael. Fair, fair enough. Now, yeah. are you a Christopher or a Chris? I'm a Christopher. You are a Christopher. I have a fun story for you, though. I was supposed to be born. In fact, on my original birth certificate, it was William because I go by my my, my first name. It's a it's a family name. I'm actually William. Like everybody's named William. William the seventh. I'm the seventh William. My dad is William Grant. My grandpa's William Leo. My grandpa before that, I, I got to look it up. William mm-hmm. Elliot or something. And then I'm William Christopher. Cash is William Cash. On my first birth certificate, it said William Matthew Powell. I was supposed to be a Matthew. Can you imagine if this was the Matthew and Matthew I needed that podcast? (laughs) I know, right? I love your name though. Who changed it? Uh, My mom did, and she she just when when she held me for the for for the first time, 
they love the name Matthew, but they helped me. And she said, nah, he just feels like a Christopher. Okay. I, maybe she was looking at the list. Do you, uh, do you feel like a Christopher? Yeah, I, 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 I think I do. Do, yeah. do you feel like a Matthew? Oh, I don't know. That's uh, yeah, maybe, but you feel like a Christopher to me. I've never considered changing my name. Yeah. No. Okay. Have you? Um, no. Okay. No. Yeah. And I have, um, everybody in my family's biblical. So I'm Matthew ah. John. Okay. My brother's Timothy Paul, right? <laughs> you know, Sarah Elizabeth, like we oh, have yeah. very biblical names yeah. in our, in our family. The year yes. I was born, um, Matthew came in at number 10. So it oh. wasn't even one of the top three. In wow. fact, in uh, the year I was born, which cover your ears because this is painful to say, <laughs> 1973, Jason, Christopher, and Michael were the top three boy names. There you go. And the top three were Michelle, Amy, and Jennifer. So let's fast forward to the top girls and top boys of the last year. Where do you want to yeah, start? Yeah, let's, let's go girls. Okay. Sophia. Just, okay. Yep. Ava. There's got to be an Emma on the list. Emily, Emma is number two. Okay. <laughs> Amelia is number three. And the number one is Olivia. Wow. Mm-hmm. So old names. Yeah, like, I think they, they, they're coming back. They've all come back around. Wow. Because I think Amelia is an older name and I love it. Oh, yeah. Amelia has been around what, since the 1800s, sure. right? And so, wow. Those, are, In fact, every single one of those, it's an older name from centuries ago or at least a century ago, I would think. Yeah. Maybe that's, not that's Olivia. Cool. You think Olivia is an old name? <sighs> Okay, can you think of any? I can think of. I mean, Olivia Newton-John. Right, that's eighties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know Olivia. I don't know we could probably go. No, yeah, we'll have to check. This that is out. not our area of expertise. Yeah. We are not <laughs> historical uh, people. Well, no. I don't know. I'm not. I'm speak for myself. But names are fun. They this, are fun. This is a fun. Okay, top five boy names. Boys, yeah, Matteo is is number five. Isn't that great? What? Not Matthew. No, Matteo. Oh, I think it's so cool. I have a lot of people in my my life that call me Matteo. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a like a term of endearment if if your buddy's yeah. Matthew, like yo, Mateo, what's up, dude? And I just love yeah. the way it sounds. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Elijah <clears throat> is number four. And Oliver's number three. Older which, names. Yeah, my son was going to be an uh, an Oliver, but we actually switched last minute to Truman because we needed two old man names. Because my first <laughs> one is Gordon, <laughs> right? And then you have Noah, and then wow. take a guess, top. Boy name. It's actually been the number one boy name of the last four years. You're going to get this oh, right. Come gosh. on. Oh, <clears throat> I'm going to think about in like my community. It's got to be like a, wouldn't be like a Braden. Nope. Brixton. I'm, I'm like naming off all of like my friends' kids. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What is Damn. it? Oh, that's another timeless name, which is Irish, the Irish version of William. Really? That's my name. I did not know that. Yeah, it's the shortened version. It's that, that is How did the, you come about that nugget? So I do have a cousin named Liam, Liam Murphy. And so, yeah, Liam no, is Liam. the... It's, okay, of course. It's the Irish version of William. Here's a fun story for you. So this is so crazy. Cash, obviously, because we're all Williams, the firstborn son in the Powell family. This is a generational thing, is William. Secondborn son, John. Yeah. Thirdborn son, James. Okay. Cash, we were in Ireland two weeks before Cash was born. We had to spend a week in Ireland. Yeah, had to? Well, <laughs> Sounds like you'd twist, be all right. Twist my arm. <laughs> I had to spend two weeks in South, Southwest Ireland riding through the gap of Dunlow, um, which is an, a magical place, by the way. So we were there with the show. And, uh, but it was, these are, this is a trip that was planned a year in advance, um, kind of like cash was planned nine months in advance. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but the only thing that kind of coincided at the same time, so we're thinking, if cash is born in Ireland, we're going to break the chain and he's going to be, instead of William, he's going to be Liam Cash Powell. And uh, that would be a universal sign you should 
switch things up. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, I think so. I like that actually. But he 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 stayed in the oven for for the entire trip, and he he came he came to the earth. Well, he actually made his grand entrance about a week after we got back. So wow. he's William Cash. So there you go. So if you're uh, waking up and listening to our podcast and you've got a little boy at home named Liam, Noah, Oliver, Elijah, Mateo, or a little girl, Olivia, Emma, Amelia, Ava, and Sophia, but then boom, you've done it like so many other people (laughs) have this year. Okay, I'm dying to know. Okay, so um, Gordon and Truman, Uh those are your son's names. Where did that come from? Gordon is a family name, and as it turns out, there are several people that have the name Gordon in our family, first and or middle names. Got it. And then Truman, like I said, we just needed another old man name, and we were kind of like on Oliver. We're going to call him Ollie. Yeah. But it just, at the end of the day, it didn't feel right. And with both of our children, and this is something nobody does anymore, and it's it's a perfect segue to our next topic, which is going to be unpopular opinions. Mm. But my unpopular opinion is stop finding out the sex of your child before it gets here. It's the last thing in the world that you can't Google. (laughs) It's literally the last thing in the world that you can't Google. And and, and so we waited until they popped out, both of them, before we knew what sex they were. And then what their names were ultimately going to be. And wow. when we when we met little Truman, we said that that's a Truman right there. Wow, that's crazy. First of all, it's a super cool name. Second of all, so you didn't you didn't look to see if it was going to be a boy or girl. It's the last great surprise in the world, man. So what was the, what was the first feeling? Because Gordon's your first. Uh huh. So you're in in the the room with 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 your wife. Yeah. And little Gordon pops out. Yeah. And you look straight to the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> because you're like, well, what well, it was is a it? C-section. So, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Em- emergency yeah. C-section, by oh. the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was not fun. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So, amidst the chaos, uh huh. all of a sudden. Well, we had a girl name and a boy name picked out. And what was the girl name? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it might have been, I've always been a fan of Brianna. I like that. And But I feel like. My, my my wife had some other name picked out. Did you guys have alternates? No, no, because, because you we, found out we, we cheated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. And I'm not clowning on people that do. I'm just saying, like, it literally is the last thing in the world we can't Google. Right. And so my unpopular opinion is stop finding out. <laughs> but I, but it's an unpopular I, opinion. I don't know how many people you're going to convince, but there are some. <laughs> I bet. What do you think the number is? This would be a great poll to put up on Instagram. Okay. What is that that percentage of people that found out the sex versus waited until the baby came out? Where do you think the numbers are going to land? Because we're going to put this up on social media. I would I would go so far to say ninety five percent. Ninety five. I would say ninety five percent find out so that they could plan in advance. Especially considering like especially considering young parents these days or expecting parents. I'll bet they. I'll bet they. They want to know. I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to say 80% of our audience w- uh, uh, did what you're suggesting, and okay. 20% waited until the baby popped out. I wonder, we, we could, I wonder where we could find those well, We're just going to pull it on yeah. Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, so make sure you're following us on the I Needed That handle on Instagram, uh, and we'll throw the poll up on stories, and you guys can let us know where you land. So as soon as this episode's done, or if you want to open up IG right now and just go to it, you can take a vote right now. And let us know where you land, and then next week we'll give you the results. But so, I'm going to say 20%. You're saying 95%. 95% want to know the sex of the baby before it comes out. And found out, yes. And went and got the ultrasound and got the answer before the baby was born. Do you have, Chris Powell, any unpopular opinions? 
that you're willing to share (laughs) 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 on the videotape and for a recording that'll be here the rest of the time. Exactly. I know it will live in the ether forevermore. Let me think very carefully about that, and let me call my attorney real quick. Because <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I read this article online. It was called Unpopular Opinions. I was like, I have to dive into this oh, and see where man. it is. And, you know, people have all kinds of things that piss them off. Like, people are, you know, they they um, they think people who believe that Instagram is better than Twitter are simpletons. That's one of the popular opinions. <laughs> hey, I've got beef with Insta nowadays. Anyway. Yeah. I, we, we've been talking about that quite a bit. Um, <laughs> okay, well, maybe this could be an unpopular opinion. Right, hit me. But you know what? It might be unpopular for some, but it could be popular for others. But I am, I am genuinely kind of scared of the whole TikTok thing. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that you, it's one of those where the fear is real. We probably don't have all of the information. 100% we don't have right? all the information. Yeah. And so we're, on, some, on some level, we're just sort of going with our gut here, which we, we could probably trust on some levels. Yeah, I will tell you that I make zero effort i have a tiktok channel for my other podcast learn from people who lived it mm. but i i want to say i've posted 10 times and i want to say maybe there's 20 people that follow it and like right. i literally put zero effort to it so your unpopular opinion is that people should stay off tiktok because that I, would be unpopular i i don't know enough but what i do know scares me to the point where i haven't even downloaded the app there it is even from years ago um, I remember, you know, Marley, who's who's my stepdaughter, she downloaded it. I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. Right. You know, just in case. And so. Well, that was back. But, I remember when this came out, Chris, because they were telling us they were the news was literally telling us, hey, look, they're not just watching your face. They've got AI technology looking to see what kind of monitors in the background, yeah. what kind of webcam you're using, what yep. kind of plant is in the background. What do you have hanging on your walls? What clothes are you wearing? That's it. And so, And you just don't know. And and it's for me, it's not worth it. There it is. Yeah. And you don't have to like this opinion that we have because it's literally called an unpopular opinion. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well, uh, let's move on. <laughs> I mentioned Sorry. to you on the onset of this uh, podcast that uh, my son, we have a little episode oh, with my son. Yes. And uh, the top of a liquor bottle in the backseat of his car. He is just 16 years old. He's just mm. learning how to drive. He's just getting to that stage where he's got buddies that he's picking up and they're going to the park and mm. hanging out and all of the things that come with it. And uh, I'm on a mission to be a super dad and to break a ton of generational cycles in my own family. And right. one of the uh, cycles in my family is alcoholism. Mm. Um, virtually everybody has, you know, at some point in their life, including my own father, were we're, we're alcoholics. I was an alcoholic for many years until 2006. And so the mere presence of this little cap in the backseat of his car was a little alarming to me. Sure. But I wasn't so silly in my head to, uh, enough to think that my son was actually drinking. There was not a bone in my body that believed it belonged to him. Mm. It really wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I needed to get to the bottom and find out who left this in there absolutely so we had to we had to have the family meeting where uh, my wife found it okay she was she spent the entire she finds it on the way to the salon in the morning and then she's sitting there doing people's hair all day just seething about it (laughs) oh which is not good for gordy right right (laughs) yeah because she comes home and she's like you won't believe what i found in the back of my car and i was like well, let's call him in and find out what's up. Yeah. Let's, let's does, stop thinking about it and let's just get to the bottom of it. Does Gordy know the family history? Yeah, I believe he does. Okay. And he, de- he definitely does now. Sure. So we, we called him in and Nickley just held it up in her hand. Mm. 
and we said, hey, buddy, who's this belong to? And I don't even think he really knew what it was, right? Because <laughs> he's not drinking. He's not the one drinking. Okay. And um, he- by, by the way, that initial reaction, you can tell a lot off of. 100%. Like, that's, that's when I'm really watching closely. I'm watching their eyes. I'm watching their, their, their body language and everything. Because you're like, this is what's going to give me the answer yeah, in the next 15 funny. seconds. You just hold it up and don't say anything. <laughs> yes. This is a superpower. I know women have a lot of superpowers. They do. You have a lot more than us, maybe even. But men, we do have a superpower to look each other in the eye. And we can literally tell if somebody's telling us the truth or not. Absolutely. I can see the soul and I know exactly <laughs> what's being said. So we call him and we say, whose is this? And, he, and we kind of tell him what it is. And then he cops to it right away. He's like, okay, this is like, it's a friend of his. Mm. And this friend is going through a particular hardship right now. I think parents have separated. And so there's a couple like, you know, really like real things in his life that I can see somebody trying to cope with. Sure. And, you know, unfortunately, he's just he's just searching for an unhealthy coping mechanism. And uh, long story short, you know, we, we kind of got to the bottom of it. We figured out how we're going to act and react in this next situation. Because I don't know about you, dude, but I did not drink as a teenager. Did you? I did. You did. I did. Okay. And it was about. It was about. And neither that did age. my wife. It was. Um. It was. When I was sixteen. Really. Mm, that's. That's when I. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was yeah. eighteen or nineteen the first time okay. I tasted alcohol, and it was like Zima or something like that. <laughs> yes. It was Zima. so disgusting, man. I, <laughs> I never thought, wanted to drink again. I, so mine was. It was. Um. Old English. It was. It was ice eight hundred. <laughs> Because, <laughs> oh, dude, it was in the liquor. it was in the days of like Snoop and Dre and <laughs> the Chronic, and so me and my buddies we found a shop in like downtown Portland. The and we made friends with the with the store owner. His name was like Fong Fong Bon. Yeah, was his name. Yeah, and we used to go in there. We're like Fong, what's up, dude? That guy would sell us anything. Wow. And we were like one day we're just like we're going for it. So we <laughs> went in there and we all bought the big old forties of Ice Eight Hundred. And and I remember I took a I I brought it back to my house. It, I hid it in my house for a couple of weeks, and my buddy came up and I talked to my parents and like let him letting him spend the night and everything. My parents are upstairs and we're downstairs. I think we're watching Rambo and drinking Ice Eight Hundred. <laughs> and I remember, I remember about twenty five percent of the way, about a quarter of the way through, maybe a third of the way through. I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I get up and I walk over and it's, it's like the proverbial Spitting. move, like hands on the sink, <clears throat> like looking in the, in the mirror, just thinking, keep it together, Chris, keep it together. Did you uh, get sick? Yeah, I threw up. I got so sick yeah. off malt liquor too. Oh, we man. used to drink Mickey's and all yes. those 40s too. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing worse uh, than tossing your malt liquor. Oh, man. But yeah, six, 16, 16 was the age. I, I, I dabbled in, in, but, but nothing, it was just alcohol sure. at, at first. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 I didn't shoot, I, start shooting heroin until I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, some kids go down that path. I know they do. I should you know, laugh. fortunately back, you know, back then that's what we had access to. And so it was, but me and my buddies, we just wanted to get together and, you know, and I always hated it. I always hated the taste of alcohol. Even to this day, I do not like it, but it was just about getting together and getting drunk. Yeah, and, of course. And so I, I did start early. However, on the flip side, I'm not saying that's good by any stretch of the imagination. It's not. In fact, I mean, think about the, the long-term damage. In fact, the more we learn about alcohol, the more terrible you realize it is for you. I know. Everything in moderation, my friends. I'm not saying don't do it, just everything in moderation. But if you can prevent your kids from drinking for 
quite some time, great. Just don't make a really big deal of it. Cause, because that's the thing is like when it's a really big deal, you obsess over it. And so anyway, I was exposed to it early, dabbled in it for a while. By the time I went to college, everyone else, like, especially the kids that were sheltered from, we talked about this in the last show, we did the kids that were this. sheltered from it went literally, I'm, I'm holding their head out of the toilet five nights of the week because they just like, can't, con- con- I've been there, done that. Dude, I was, I was like, dude, this is, this is me four years ago. Mm. I re- I've already learned these lessons. I'm over it. So did you continue to drink on a party level in college? Well, no, uh, I mean like 17 oh, years old, 18 yes. years old, 19 years old. Okay. I, I, I do. I'm, I'm, Oh, you're this, like probably like most people, I, I, I would think, right? I, I know that my yes. situation and even my wife's situation, I think she waited until high school or like uh, college to drink. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's kind of an anomaly. I, and again, this this opportunity for the podcast and everything, it's just my chance to be totally open and transparent. Right. Yes. I Every time that I partied with my buddies from about 16 on in high school, we were drinking. Yeah. So I'm just... That's the bond. You know what? I did some horribly irresponsible things. That's for sure. But you are coming clean, <laughs> and man. I'm l- lucky to be alive today. I'll tell you that straight up. That but, is so good. But learn some really powerful lessons. And at the same time, I'll be watching my children very closely. Well, that's what I told Gordy at the end. I was like, hey, buddy, I know you think you're going to be able to get away with everything. But I've done everything. Yes. And there's nothing you're going to bring to the table that I haven't seen before. Which is really good for him to to know that actually, and so the if when he is exposed to it, he can talk to you about it if he's curious or anything. At least open the conversation. Well, this is it's actually this is a it's an interesting segue to kind of talk about this. It's like there are parents. You have the parents who are like, "Don't do anything, no, 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 no," and then there's others who kind of like they're a little bit more lenient. You know, we certainly have parents in our friend base who, when I share that story about the drinking to them, it's no big deal. Right. Like they literally have the reaction you did, which is I've been drinking since I was 16. Big deal. Yeah. And so there is kind of like two schools of thought there with with the the whole thing. And then there's the parents who like are so over the top and they make it such a thing that you shouldn't do that. I think your kids almost want to do it more. That's the lesson I've learned is that if you make it a really big deal, then they just, they obsess over it. How, How then do we approach it with our kids? Like, do we keep them squeaky clean? Because also, you know, you speak with some specialists about this. And by the way, so I had the blessing of working with some amazing specialists while I was helping my people through their journey on the show. Because a lot of times, you know, food addiction is also wrapped up in other addictions. Sure. Alcohol, you know, whether it's alcohol, whether it's opioids, whether gambling, I mean, oh my gosh, we, sex. Yes. And so we were never just typically with most individuals, we weren't just dealing with a food addiction. We were dealing with multiple addictions. And a lot of the folks that were dealing with some really crazy, heavy drug addictions um, or alcohol, they had in, in, in many of them in their childhood, um, they had been sheltered from it. And again, ah, and then and it, it became, so that's a thing, and it became and it became an obsession. Same, actually, same. You and I have talked about this before with swearing. Yes, like you and I both swear around our boys, and as a result, like they don't really swear that much. Well, absolutely, it's not a big deal. And or I would say ninety percent of the folks I've worked with when they were younger, their parents put them on diets. And all of a sudden, foods became restricted, and then they and it, it developed these massive eating, like a, a severe eating disorders, like binge eating disorders, because wow. it was like, oh, well, you can't have that. Whatever you can't like, you can never have pizza. Well, all you're going to think about is pizza. You can never have alcohol. Well, all you're going to think about is alcohol. But like again, 
so much trauma was done to these kids and they, they developed these, these obsessions with these different chemicals or with food because it was restricted for so long. And so then fascinating. Yeah. And so, and so like, where's the balance? Because the thing is we do know that we don't want our kids smoking weed till they're at least 27. We don't want them drinking. I mean, no matter what drinking is not going to be good for you. So it's like, uh, how could we just get them to do that in moderation? And the only answer that I've come up with, especially working with these specialists, working with my people is okay. Expose them to it. And whatever you do, don't make a big deal out of it. So it's like, if you look in our pantry, there's cookies, there's ice cream in my freezer. There's all that. By the way, there's beer in my fridge out here from my grandpa. I don't drink myself, but grandpa does. And so like, I have it there. So the kids are always exposed to it. And it's like, oh, if they want to eat some dessert or eat some good food first, then you can have some dessert. Mm -hmm. And then I don't make a big deal out of it it at all. It's like, oh, you all done here? And they only eat half their ice cream. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, cool. Throw it away. Now, oh, good for you for only eating half your ice cream. Again, those little things start to make a big deal. Oh, you're interested in, you know, grandpa's got some Stella Artois in in the fridge. And I'm just going to say it straight up. You know, Cash was asking about it. I gave him a sip. Yeah. I said, oh, here, cracked one open. You want to have a, you want to try it? Again, I I don't know if I'm doing any damage, but at the same time, I'm like, I'll expose you to it. What did he, was he like, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, exactly. And I was like, and now, you know, and I was like, just, I, just, I poured it sure. out. I poured out the rest of it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's disgusting. I was like, yeah, see, it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, and by the way, a lot of people in the world, they do drink, but now, you know, and I was like, you want another sip? He's like, no. And he, I was like, okay, so there you go. Now, you know. And again, maybe, maybe that I'm a terrible parent, but at the same time, I figured I, I'm, I'm judging you right now. <laughs> I was, yeah. Well, let me You're tell t- you, let hor- me, horrible, horrific, but check this horrific out. Parent. <laughs> I can't that, say that with a straight face. That was probably a year ago. He hasn't asked since he doesn't care. Cause he knows, cause it, it tastes like crap and he doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And if the time ever comes again, he's like, I just want to, I want to open up the conversation so that he also knows if he's ever curious, he can talk to me about yeah, it. Buddy. And as long as, and I just want to be there. I that just was the be there. whole talk that Gordon and I had that day was like, I am coming to you and I am forever an ally. If I got to find out about this from somebody else, the the you know what is going to hit the fan but if you come to me yes and don't let me find this bottle in your back seat come to me and say hey dad one of my friends was drinking last night mm. let me find out about it from you first and then we will be okay Ab- absolutely right yes I just no none of us want to be snuck up on no it's no. not a thing we enjoy nope okay and and if he ever does that then you know that he's going to be in a safe environment you know, if he ever does want to drink and at least, at least he can have that conversation with you, you can, and you can be there. If he trusts you enough to be there, then you know, he's not going to do anything terribly irresponsible. All right, let's switch gears. Let's have a little bit of fun. We love yes. music on this show. And so it's time for name that tune. Mm. We, uh, you have one for me? I do. Today? Okay. Yes, get it, get do. your phone all queued up. And, uh, I've actually, I've got a couple of them that I, that I'm rolling with here today. And so let me get my board pulled up. And again, we, we, we do this because I love that hurdle app. I don't even know if it's an app. It's like a web interface game where you get literally one second of the song. And you have to figure out what it is. Wow. Like nothing gets me going more than that. I love it. And so we said, <laughs> we have to bring this to the podcast and we have to do some music on the podcast. Yes. So are you ready for, um, you get to pick uh, red, green, teal, or purple? Oh, I get to pick? Yes. 
Uh, let's go red. Red. Ru- Ruby red. Okay, here you go. You just get a second of the song, and I'm going to need title and artist, okay? Oh, gosh. Okay. Here we go. Okay. But you can't stay here. Closing time by... And I know I know the the the, the title is correct. Closing time by oh gosh, this was this was 1997. It's, I can even give you the it's, year. It's late 90s for sure. Um, oh man, I don't know the artist. Damn, semi sonic. Oh, yes. time for you to go out <laughs> to the places you will be oh. from. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. All right. Good. That was a great one. All right. Hit me with yours. Okay. Okay. So this is a brand new one. This one dropped in oh. 2022. No, don't I, do this. I'm so sorry. But I'm you, not a part of the TikTok generation, oh, Chris. You're, you're going to get the artist, but the name might be a little oh. a tough one. Okay. Go ahead. I might even throw the title of the song in the lyrics here, but we'll see. Let's see if you can get this ready. Okay. Okay, I know it's Taylor Swift. Yes. But I have absolutely zero idea on the name of the song. I would <laughs> if I could phone a friend, I would phone my niece Luca who lives in California and she is all things Taylor Swift. I mean, I've met she, Taylor Swift before. Oh, really? Yeah. What was she like? Amazing. Really? Yeah. She's the one that like you meet her and she and she fulfills all all of the <sighs> things that you think are going to be there and more. That's so nice. Isn't that to great hear. to hear? It really is good to hear. The name of that because damn I must song. say, she's wonderful with her fans. Amazing. Oh, she's like yeah. she's the gold standard. I don't know the she name is. of the song. Your niece could tell me the, the name of the song in probably about 0.4 seconds. It's called Bejeweled. It's part of her new album. Of course, it's Bejeweled. Yes. yes. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> so, so we're Sorry. we're both batting zero on this one. Well, no, I see it. We were batting five hundred because at least we both got the the uh, you you got the artist. I got the name of the song, but uh, we both lost. All right, let's go green, <laughs> teal, or purple. Um, let's ooh, let's go teal. Teal. Yes. All right. This one could be easy. All right. Here we go. Let's go. Baby's got blue skies oh, uh, you two and the sweetest thing. Boom. I love this song. Yes, I do too. So good. Do you know why this song is a song? Why? So you two, uh, Bono was on was on tour or had some sort of a band engagement, and he missed his wife and his anniversary, and so this was a song that he wrote to her to like say I'm sorry. No way. Isn't that great? I mean, does that guy get any better? He's done it all. He's, He's a done it knight, all. isn't he? An actual knight. He was knighted. Is he or is he a sir? Or is he? Is that the same thing? Yeah, I think it's the same thing. <laughs> we don't know. These I mean, things. he's one of those guys that's just done it all. It's impressive. Oh isn't man, it? it really is. It is hella impressive. <laughs> all right, lots okay. of fun. Well, listen, we got to do our deep dive here before we wrap up on this episode of I Needed That. And really quick, just want to remind everybody to make sure you're following us on the uh, Instagram handle I Needed That. Uh, we're set up at chrispowell.com right now, and you can click that Ask Chris button, record a question for us, and we would love to feature you on a, a future episode yes. but this deep dive today about dealing with fear you said at the onset of our podcast stemmed from something that happened with cash yeah um so again cash has started these jujitsu tournaments and he, he, I, like i mentioned he's really good at expressing his his emotions and so he's really open about talking about how scared he is he he gets the butterflies and i always tell him you know cash you know this is um and and by the way 
there is some science behind this. And they said, if you actually explain to people that the, it's a very natural reaction for their nervous system to be preparing their body to perform at its best. Yeah. Like that's what you feel is like those butterflies in the stomach. That is literally your body preparing to perform. And so I was like, you embrace this because without that, you won't be as fast. You won't be as strong. You won't, you won't be able to think as quick. You kind of need it. You do. You absolutely need this. I was like, so Cash, it's, it's a good thing to feel this. But Is that why I always had to go pee while I was playing hide and seek? Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's like it's, I'd get in my hiding spot and be like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's because certain parts of your body turn on and off, right? So your digest, like basically shud, shud, blood gets shuttled away from your digestive system. Yeah. It starts getting pumped into the working muscles to do what they need to do. Amazing. And so all these different all right, so you're explaining amazing things start to happen. And I was actually watching those USC fight um, with uh, Dustin Poirier and uh, Mike Chandler. And at the very end, Dustin, who, who won, he came up to him and he's just like, hey, man, I was scared to fight you. He's like, but without, without fear, there is no bravery. There's no courage. And, and I was like, wow, hold on. And I told Cash and I was like, so what, what is it that you want? I was like, I, I, thank you for telling me that you're scared. I get that. I was like, it's very natural. And I was like, but you know what heroes are? You know, heroes aren't heroes without fear. And I, I said, this is a, such a beautiful opportunity for you to build courage. You cannot, and it is true, you cannot build courage without fear. That's, and the, the, in fact, if you actually look at the definition of courage, it is, uh, and, and I pulled it just the other night, and it was, it's, so, it's so cool because it's like, it's how one acts um, toward facing fear, pain, uncertainty, etc. And so it requires fear in order to develop courage and strength. Yeah. I was like, who such a great conversation. Says, yeah. Yeah. Says, so cash, this is your chance to be a hero. I was like, this is what it takes to do what you got to do. Anybody can do it when it's easy, pal. That's That's just it. And what are you doing when it's hard? And if you weren't scared, then, then you, there's, what is it? There's, there's no chance for you to grow, to be stronger, to become brave, to be that, that, that courageous hero. What do you want to be? He's like, I do want to be a hero. I do want to build courage. I want to build strength. And I was like, that's why the biggest win here, I don't care what happens on the mat. You go out there and you're going to give it 110% because you always do. And, but the fact that you continue to move toward it, that you're even going to walk, you're going to go to this center, you're going to walk out on that mat. That's what heroes do. And didn't he have a pretty exceptional little weekend? Yeah, he took the whole tournament. But, and by the way, I have a clip of at the very end of the tournament. And it was the coolest thing is after he won the whole thing, I said, hey, Cash, come here. I give him. You have it on hug. video? I do have Play. it on video. Hold on. I, 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 I got to pull this up real quick. Just listen. So that that's turned into our our, our saying. That's cool. Before, man. before he goes on the mat and as he comes off, I said, and that's what it's about. And let me tell you, his whole attitude toward these tournaments has completely changed. And and so now he feels the fear and he actually embraces it. Which Run is a, towards that's, it. That's bingo, man. You just said the magic word. So that's the, it. There's 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 a saying, and the saying is action conquers fear. And uh, mind if I tell a story really no, quick? No, please. So this is actually something we, that we started doing with, with our people as we're taking them through the journey of transformation. Probably one of the first lessons that we teach them because so many people are scared to take that first step. And yes, I'm talking to you listening and watching. 
So many people are so scared to take the first step. A lot of times there's a negative connotation with exercise. We're feeling uncomfortable, whatever that might be. And so um, usually on day one of transformation, right off the bat, you know, we'll say, hey, guys, you know, welcome to the, the next chapter of your lives. Uh, we're going to go over a few things, but really quick, I want everyone outside, we're going to do seven minutes of burpees. And you can imagine the looks on everyone's face, especially people that are just beginning the journey who've got a long ways to go, right? Who haven't even bent over to touch their toes. No, they've been sedentary for years. They might be two, 300 pounds overweight. And you could, I mean, immediately faces dropping. Oh, well, no, no, I can't hold on because I can't do this and I can't do it. Well, and you hear every excuse. And got the all the stories. And, it, and the purpose of saying that right off the bat, it was just to elicit that fear and get people unaware of what their reaction is going to be. And immediately we start, we start capturing all these different reactions. And we say, okay, really quick, we're going to show you guys, this is how you're going to modify everything. But when, as soon as that clock starts, everyone's in motion for seven minutes. And, um, and dude, every excuse in the book, you could imagine we hear it all. And we say, and by the way, we're going to teach you the most powerful lesson in the world here. Doesn't, it doesn't land. They have no idea what we're talking about. I say, so we're, we're going to go ahead and start this whole thing. Okay. And we're going to begin in three, two, one, everybody burpees. Let's go. Seven minutes. Everyone's just freaking out until the clock starts. And then they just start going doing it and they start into motion. But they don't realize. And of course, now everyone I do this with after this is going to realize it, but we stop the clock after a minute and I go, Jerry, what are you thinking right now? He goes, holy shit. I can do this. Yeah. I go, yeah. Hey, Susan, what's going through your mind? She goes, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. I go, yeah, you scared? She's like, no, I think I can actually do this. Uh All right, hey, how about you, Rebecca? What's going on? And she's like, you know, I I can't believe it. Like, you know, tears start flowing. And she's like, I'm so proud of myself. Mm -hmm. I said, "Uh, Mm -hmm. real quick, guys, we're going to start the clock again. But I just want you guys to know, this is a lesson. Action conquers fear. You were all about to run out of the room when I said seven minutes of burpees. You are one minute into doing something you never thought you would ever do, and none of you were scared anymore. What happened? And it was action. The moment you start moving, running toward it, whatever it is that you thought you were scared of, you realize that fear is the acronym false evidence appearing real. It's you're scared of something that you don't even know what it is. And the moment you start moving toward it, you take, and it's only through action. Action makes it disappear. And it becomes just, and it was just an apparition just to mess with your head. And all of a sudden, dude, and then everyone's like, okay, let's go. I can do this. And you can imagine after six more minutes of burpees, the tears, the pride, it's probably one of the most powerful lessons we can ever teach anyone. And I'll even challenge anyone who's listening right now. Again, you don't have to do burpees like jumping on the floor. You can, you can scale them, make them reasonable. So you can even do them off the back of your couch. Again, just to your ability, but put your body in motion. Just do it. And the moment you do, all the fear disappears. I'm just thinking about all the different applications, right? I want to go back to school. I need to get a certificate. Yeah. I want to ask this person out. Yes. I need to have a difficult conversation with my kid. Yes. I need to have a hard conversation with my spouse. 
all of this applies. You know, I've, I've mentioned this a hundred times on our podcast. One of my favorite songs and one of the songs that really got me through my darkest days was this song by OAR called I Go Through. Mm. And the ba- the basic concept of the thing is like, you, you can go round and around it. No, no, it won't work. You got to go through it. Yes. You have to go ahead and see it head on. And it's just incredible what happens when you do that. Bingo. It's wild. And don't take our word for it. When you experience it, it is one of the most life-changing experiences you can have. In fact, three of the people who we've taken through transformation, they had that actually tattooed on their bodies. ACF, Action Conquers Fear. Three of them had it tattooed on because they said that this is the lesson I can never forget. Because if, if I can continue to apply this, I can do anything. And you're right. It's a universal application. Action Conquers Fear. That's a heck of a deep dive today. Thanks, Chris Powell. Thank you, Matthew. All right, so that's a wrap on I Needed That. We hope you guys enjoyed our podcast and a reminder that uh, we started filming these things and so you can head on over and watch them on YouTube and you know probably post some clips on social. I'm sure that's all happening right now. And uh, follow us on the I Needed That handle on Instagram. Um, move one million. Let's wrap with this really quick. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to get you into another school, but where are we at right now with all this? Amazing. I'm working on a really big partnership right now. I can't talk about that one too much because it's, it's not solidified, but we can have an opportunity to get move one million into the hands of certified trainers around the world to help them carry this message on so they can move their communities. And that's what it's about. It, it was never supposed to be about, about me like leading this. This is, it's about the movement the music, the mindfulness as a tool to give it to everyone who cares about their community so that they can share it with, with the people that, that they love and the people that they can influence to help just to help make the world a better place. Yeah, well, and it's an app that you can download on your phone. I mean, you can literally be able-bodied or disabled-bodied, and they have modified the movement so almost anybody can get involved and do something. Absolutely. Uh, and I love that, man. Yep. It's it's m1m.org, and if you just go to the website, you can register there. Again, everything's free, or it's a free app on the on the Google Play Store or on the App Store. Love it. For Chris Pala, Matthew Blades, you have a sensational week. We'll see you next time for I Needed That.